Hola, mi gente linda. Today is Thursday, May 6th. If you are wondering what the heck happened to me last week and you didn't get my newsletter, I had my first vaccine shot last Thursday and it completely knocked me out. I was in bed for two and a half days. If, in case you're wondering, I got the Pfizer shot. I am very sensitive to some medications and literally five minutes after getting the shot, I started feeling super dizzy. I got a headache. I was nauseated. I had to be sent to a next, uh, a second holding area. There were some, you know, paramedics that came and took my blood pressure and all my vitals and they said I was fine, but that I needed to rest and drink a lot of water. I drink over 64 ounces of water every single day, in case you're wondering. But thankfully, my husband was wonderful. He took care of me for two and a half days and I recovered and I can't wait to get my second shot at the end of the month. That's why there was no show last week. And today's week, I mean, today's show is gonna be a little bit different because I'm not gonna talk about US politics. There are a lot of things going on in the US right now and I wish I could tell you about them. I actually had something prepared for today. I wanted to go deep and talk about DC statehood or all of this discussion about converting Washington DC into the 51st state. However, there is something going on back home where I'm from, the country of Colombia, and it's not getting enough coverage in the media. A lot of people don't understand what's going on and it is important to highlight this and make you aware of it. Also ask you to please create awareness for this issue because unfortunately, a lot of the Colombian media is not sharing the full picture of what is happening. Obviously, as a Colombian living abroad, I cannot tell you firsthand what is happening. I've been doing research for almost 10 hours now and trying to read all sorts of articles from several different sources from right left, center, a lot of them international sources, as well as using social media accounts, following certain hashtags like SOS Columbia, SOS Columbia DDHH, which is human rights, to find information. And there's a lot of documented evidence of police brutality. But before I get into that, let's, let's talk about some important numbers. Colombia's economy contracted 6.8% last year. Unemployment is about 14%. Over 500,000 businesses have closed in the last year. This one is super important. 42.5% of the population lives in poverty. That means they make less than $79 US dollars per month. 2.3 million people only eat twice per day. And 19% of families do not have savings to survive the current crisis that the country is experiencing. So that is to give you a little bit of a bird's eye view into what is happening in the country when the president, Ivan Duque, decides to propose a tax reform that lowered the threshold at which salaries were taxed affecting anyone with a monthly monthly income of about $656 or more. 
it eliminated exemptions for individuals and it extended the value added tax known as IVA to utilities like power, water, gas, funerary services, and some basic goods like eggs, uh, milk, tampons, etc. So because of that, countrywide protests began on April 28th because people were responding to this very, very unpopular tax reform. This tax reform was supposed to help the country raise money due to the current economic crisis that they're experiencing. But even the finance minister said it himself, 73% of the money is going to come from individuals and the rest is going to come from businesses. But remember, there's 42.5% of the population that lives in poverty. And the economy contracted 6.8%, and there's high unemployment. The unemployment has specifically hit the middle class really, really, really hard. So people are hungry, they're tired, they're exhausted from the pandemic, and now the government is proposing this tax reform that is trying to raise most of the money from individuals. It was extremely unpopular and that's why the protests began. So because of the protests, later the president backtracked like a crab, like we say in Spanish, un cangrejo, and said that he was going to make changes and he was going to remove this value added tax. But that was not enough. The protests continued. So on Sunday, May 2nd, Duque withdrew the bill and his finance minister, Alberto Carrasquilla, resigned. But that already wasn't enough in a country that's, like I said, it was angry over the wealth disparity, the handling of the pandemic, and ongoing police violence. And we're going to go into that in a second. Let me say this very clearly. The majority of the protests have been peaceful. Just like last year here in the U.S., the majority of the protests for Black Lives Matter were peaceful. But in some cities, there was violence that escalated. And there was a press release on May 4th by the spokesperson for the United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights, Marta Hurtado. It said, we are deeply alarmed at developments in the city of Cali in Colombia overnight. It's the third largest city in Colombia where police opened fire on demonstrators protesting against tax reforms, reportedly killing and injuring a number of people. Later on, it says, we remind the state authorities of their responsibility to protect human rights, including the right to life and security of person, and to facilitate the exercise of the right to freedom of peaceful assembly. It is very hard to find the actual numbers of people that have been killed, injured, or supposedly detained or have disappeared because the numbers change depending on who you are listening to. So right now, when I'm recording this on Thursday, May 6th, the official numbers put the number of dead people at 24, 18 of whom have been shot. More than 800 people have been wounded and officially 
89 are reported missing since the protests began. However, according to 26 organizations, the number of missing people is closer to 380. There's a nonprofit organization called Temblores that reports that actually 37 people have died, not 24. Reporters Without Borders has said that 76 journalists were assaulted, 10 of whom were injured by security forces. Now, th this is not new. The, the Washington Post reports that uh, political demonstrations and riots from back in 2019 and 2020 that were centered around police brutality resulted in hundreds of unlawful detentions, sexual assault, and excessive force. They left at least 13 people dead. The abuses were so, so bad that the Colombian Supreme Court mandated that the government restructure its use of force guidelines. Today, Thursday, in an interview with W Radio, or La W, the United States House Representative Jim McGovern, he's the co-chair of the Human Rights Commission in the House of Representatives, talked about the situation and he was very, very clear. He wants the government of Colombia to de-escalate tensions and stop the police violence against unarmed civilians and peaceful protesters. Here's my personal take on this. This is a relationship similar to a, like a parent and child relationship. The state has the responsibility to de-escalate the violence. As I interpret this, it's like a child lashing out at something and the parent abusing their position and their power to respond with more force than what the child is doing. That's how personally I see this. The government is the one that has military gear and is using military weapons to attack civilians. Yes, there have been instances of civilians doing horrible acts of violence, but that is not the norm. And either way, life is sacred. So I don't want civilians to kill police. I don't want police to kill civilians. And what we need is the de-escalation of tensions. We need people to continue protesting peacefully, hopefully during the day and whenever it gets dark and things start getting ugly, hopefully they can go home and stay safe. Here's a problem. The, the, the government still needs a tax reform because it has no money. So there's now a new finance minister who until two days ago, until Tuesday, he was the commerce minister. So his new proposal is going to focus on temporary income tax sur surcharges on businesses and wealthy individuals and a temporary extension of wealth taxes and an increase on dividend duties and cuts in spending. The new goal is to raise 3.6 billion dollars at this time the demonstrators want the proposed health reform a different reform to be withdrawn they want universal basic income 
and they want an end to ongoing police violence. The government has called the different parties to a dialogue that is supposed to start on Monday. Those of things obviously could change depending on what happens over the next few days. I will continue updating information on my Instagram account. So the best way to stay informed about the situation is to follow me at tono.latino. I would also love to hear from you. Feel free to send me a direct message on Instagram. Email me at hola at tonolatino.com or we can also chat on Twitter at con tono latino. I will talk to you again next week. <laughs>